Holy Joe, welcome to episode three. We did it all wrong. Welcome to episode 400 of the Drunk Nurses Podcast. I'm most as always, I'm Tyler. Join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. Tell you what, man. It's been a work week. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been playing too much games, but at me the same either. time, I've just been getting a lot of crap done. <laughs> That's basically what I've been doing in a nutshell. Doing a little bit of a last-minute Christmas shopping stuff. Got a bunch for my nieces. Got a bunch for my little brother. I mean, my mom and I usually chip in, like both of us, try to go for the wrap-up, a lot of the gift stuff. I still got to wrap some bit of what I got left here for my brother, but uh, we're going to be getting stocking stuffers tomorrow morning, so at least it will round up, round out that. However, in that case in point, though, yeah, I'm... I'm just ready for the whole holiday stuff to be over. I'm just ready for the whole year to be over, you know, and that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it sucks. It's like, we're, you know, it's supposed to be exciting. It's episode 400, but I think we're both in a, uh, exhausted state, uh, this week. Um, I'm the exact same way. I've had no time to play games. Uh, this time of year is in my industry. I work now is the uh, busiest for both jobs. And, um, so I'm on today, uh, today's Sunday, I'm on day seven of 11 straight work week, uh, work days. Um, and not just, you know, eight hour work days, like 10 hours is a, is a, is a short day work day. Um, so yeah, uh, just not a lot of time to do anything, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I was hoping, you know, it's up to 400 going with some good positive energy here and good vibes and talk about some video games. You know, it's been a shitty week, um, you know, and like, oh man, we're going to talk about some fun stuff here. And then Cyberpunk had to fuck it up for everybody, didn't they, Gables? Just Cyberpunk quintessentially shit the bed and rubbed its fecal matter all over the pillow. Yeah. That's what ended up happening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I made the joke and I even titled the episode a couple weeks back that Last of Us 2 is the uh, the 2020 of video games. Not because of the quality of the game, just how dire and miserable the... Uh, the not, I don't want to phrase that. How just nothing good (laughs) happens in that game as far as like to anybody. It's just bad all around for everybody in that, in that game. And that's just how 2020 has been in general, but no, you know what? The cyberpunk is the 2020 of video games. Like that is the perfect way to wind up. 2020 is cyberpunk with just all kinds of can't wait. 2020 waiting for this game forever. Blah, 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 blah. And it's one of the biggest fucking, bungles in gaming history uh, it's up there i mean i don't know i should say up there with et that's that's fucking destroyed the whole industry but it's it's one of those it's it's one of the big ones that uh you know it's, it's up there it's up there with like with like no man's sky it's up there with games like that where it's just like all kinds it's, of hype and just dude fall it's 76 not just, it's not just up there it's surpassed the level of debauchery for No Man's Sky and the level of absolute mismanagement in terms of Fallout 76. It is one or two steps away of being the E.T. of our generation. But, but, at the same time, it's, at least it's not going to be buried inside the Nevada desert. That's, that's yeah, in itself. I mean, you know? That's only because we live in a digital age. But if, if people, I mean, who knows, people might start burying their PS4s. Um, <laughs> let's see. But yeah, it's just like I, I was putting news together before we started doing this. And I'm like, man, I haven't 
like a new story for literally every day of the week for fucking cyberpunk and just the shit going on. So uh, here's our bulletin points for cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you've been living under Dwayne Johnson the last week, uh, a lot of shit's been going on. Um, that's a rock joke for people that didn't get that. Um, sorry. I've been lost. I've, I've in the time I, I do have to myself, I've been in bits and pieces rewatching the fast and furious movies. So I'm on, I'm, I'm almost done with fast and furious six. So, I love those movies. It's like the third time I've watched them this year because of quarantine. So, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's a pop and shot. I, I won't watch them once. It's okay. Uh, anyways, I'll enough though. I watched Too Fast, Too Furious three times, but I've only watched Hobbs Saw one once, and Too Fast, Too Furious is not good. Anyways, so going back to this here um, on Monday. So we went on a whole rant, especially me, last Monday about um, or last week, last podcast about just the game itself, not. Even a little bit about Lake House bullshit, blah, 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 what they're doing. So they came out Sunday night, late Sunday night, after we got done recording and when we were in bed. And early Monday morning, they had uh, this. But they once again had the, the black or the yellow, yellow back back line, whatever, and the bl- the black letters uh, saying, Dear Gamers. I always want to call us gamers for some reason. Um, first of all, we would uh, like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last gen consoles before it premiered and in consequence not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase we should have paid more attention to make making it play better on ps4 and xbox one and you can just we can just break down this thing paragraph paragraph by paragraph i don't even know how to do this like that that paragraph is baffling to me they should have paid more attention motherfuckers you put this thing out as a release date in april Yep. You said it was playable back in January. It was completely playable yep. back in January. You you put Keanu Reeves on a stage on on an Xbox stage. You showed up two years in a row at Xbox events. You've been pushing this as a and this game has been in development since 2012. Over eight years it's been in development for. Just before so, the actual release of the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. And it's just you should have paid more attention. What the fuck you been doing? I mean, I shouldn't say what I know what you've been doing. The PC one, by all all sense purposes, plays great. Apparently, there's a really great game in there. So, anyways, second paragraph. Second, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. The first round of updates has just been released, and the next one is coming within the next seven days. Which we have patch 1.05 is out now. It came out I think Wednesday or Thursday uh, for uh, Xbox and PS4s. Uh, expect more as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays, we will continue working. We'll release two large patches starting with patch one in January. This will be followed by patch two in February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles. We'll be informing you about the contents of each patch ahead of the release. They won't make the game on last-gen look like it's running on a high-spec PC or next-gen console, but it'll be closer to with the experience uh, than is than it is now. So that's paragraph two. There's one more after this. Okay. I'm got to go, go away for the holidays. That's totally fine. That's fair. They, they deserve a fucking break. I feel sorry for those devs. It's been a clusterfuck for these. Just a couple of years ago, they were promising about how like, uh, you know, we're working, you know, we're, we're trying to improve uh, crunch and we stopped doing crunch and then come to find out they didn't really stop doing crunch. And then they, then they said, Oh yeah, now we got a crunch to get this game out. Uh, before November uh, on time on November 21st and then oh by the way we had to delay it three more weeks because we're not we didn't crunch enough to get this game ready for consoles uh on November 21st now it's coming December 10th and then obviously that didn't work and now you need two more patches it's we're talking two more months of development to get the most prominent bugs and it won't 
okay it won't run like on a high spec pcs or next gen consoles obviously makes sense we don't we don't expect that but how is this going to run what is it going to look like i, I like i've watched a I think I've watched more videos about what what it looks like on last gen consoles than I fucking played this goddamn game this That's fucking true. week. Just how like it's just baffling how bad this is. Like baffling. And it's just like it's funny, like like just like last week we were talking about how shitty fans were who hadn't played the game yet. About you know attacking the woman with that just report on uh the fact she had a seizure from the game. Um attacking the GameStop uh reviewer for giving it a seven out of ten and just attacking anybody that say anything negatively about this fucking thing and now it's like now they're all like just went back and fucking attacked uh uh now they're all pissed off at seat but it's like motherfuckers what the fuck is wrong with you it's like the game is broken and you attacked all these poor people that actually played the game and saying oh you only put 50 hours in the game you didn't really play the fucking game and then you know fucking trying to give a woman a seizure because all she said was like hey this this game gave me seizures and there's no warning and why the, this shouldn't be this shouldn't be in a fucking video game like this could kill people and right, exactly the fact is the thing about this gables and someone pointed this i saw this on twitter and pointed this out that if you play this game on ps4 and xbox you bought the disc version but never like you don't say you're just someone that doesn't you don't play online you don't go online so you don't update the game those they they patch those out where like it, it's not going to happen but if you have the disc based version of that game and don't update it it can still fucking happen yeah <laughs> so, it can that's fucking baffling so anyways uh, so now we're talking about sometime in February, the most prominent bugs will be fixed. Um, I'm sorry, what? So now, now, now we, so these obviously wasn't going to be ready anytime soon. Uh, if they, if, and on top of that, now your devs have to crunch for another two months to fix your fucking game. Yeah, I know. That's absolutely ridiculous, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, but it gets deeper. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, the final, the final paragraph of this is just Monday. We're still on Monday. Um, Finally, we would uh, always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchase. We'd appreciate it if you would give us a chance, which I'd argue we gave you a chance when we spent $60 on your fucking game. Uh, but if you are not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to pay away for updates, you can opt to refund your copy. For copies purchased digitally, well, go to you know, go to the refund system on PlayStation and Xbox, respectively. Box versions, try to get refunds through the store you bought them from, and if not possible, there's a email you can do it and you get but you have to do it by december 21st so uh if you got it for, if you're getting it for christmas uh you're fucked um at this so, point yeah unless you've already heard about it and you're listening to this after december 21st and you want a refund uh, well you're kind of out of luck with that <laughs> well I, so it's i think it's we'll get to it but i believe that's changed now uh okay but so when i got home when i heard about that i got home monday and i tried to get a refund so okay. uh, I, I so uh just jumping into my experience real fast I, I don't like i said i haven't played too much games i did play you know, I talked about last Sunday before we recorded. I'm like, oh, I got a half an hour to kill. Play some more Cyberpunk. And I played, got five minutes in, game crashed. I mean, I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. So I, I came back Monday after work. You know, I, fuck, I, like I just said, working a shit ton of hours. Got very little time to do anything I want to do. So, you know, I'm like, fuck, I want to play some Cyberpunk. Because I do enjoy the game when it works. Right. Through all the bullshit. Played it. And uh, I played for like an hour or so. And game crashed on me i'm like oh, fuck i'm like all right well i'll just boot it like i was in the middle of a, a main story mission i'm like all right i'll go i'll just fuck it i'll just boot it back up finish mission go to bed go back in save doesn't load what so i go back to like my auto saves that are in there and I, I you know i didn't do any manual saves or anything i just never really thought about it i don't know really... you never did any manual saves inside no I, well because it's just, it auto saves so much i didn't really, you know i didn't really think too much about it and you oh, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. get in the groove of the game i don't think you know so I was, and plus I've, I've just been i was just in like I mean, it's a very long story mission, so I was like, I never really 
kind of going on the path of that. Okay, I understand. So that. go back, go back. Can't find it. Can't won't load. Won't load. Won't load. Some I just can't find. And then I realized basically everything I had done that day was just gone. That oh. whole save was borked. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this game. I uninstalled it immediately. Um, we tried to get my refund. Um, was told no. Um, which is the whole thing that started coming out Monday night uh, about people were trying to get refunds. Couldn't get it. Um, so moving on to Tuesday now. Uh, so CD Projekt Red had a uh, emergency investors call meeting, uh, uh, and people were asking questions about you know, what are you going to do to fix this. Blah blah blah. blah. And then come to find out, they had actually not talked to PlayStation and Xbox about um, giving out refunds, because like wow. PlayStation's yeah. PlayStation's deal is if you download the game and boot it up at all there's no refund it's void whatever xbox has the same one as steam where you have two weeks after you bought it uh two weeks after the game comes out or and or two hours of playing the game then that you avoid your warranty at that point or your refund there's no refund at that point uh i know there are extreme examples of games that just are completely busted where technically you can you can play it's playable you can play the game you have to fight it but you can play you can beat you can beat cyberpunk on on consoles it, it can be done uh it's just a lot of bullshit and it's just you know, a lot of empty promises and bugs and bullshit. Um, so anyways, uh, that happened. Um, pissed off even more people. It's just, you know, and it was, it was baffling. And so I was talking to some people in like the talking ship group about it. And some people were like, this is what happens when you make death threats to uh, gaming companies. I'm like, this has nothing like, okay, first off death threats, always stupid. Never do. It's, it's dumb. right. 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 It's, don't do those. It's for no reason whatsoever. There's no point. For death threats, um, unless someone is actually threatening you, then maybe death threats is okay. Um, like like Dominic Toretto says in Fast Six, never threaten a man's family. <laughs> so, anyways, um, uh, so I already forgot where I was going. I got a fast for oh death threats. So th- someone's like, "This is what happens when you do death threats." And there's like even memes going around like blaming fans for this. I'm like, I'm. I went on a rant about how shitty the fans were last week, and you can make the argument for any fucking hardcore fan of anything. Wrestling, football, fucking Disney, whatever. There are hardcore fans that go too crazy about anything. I'm not excusing it. There are toxic fan bases everywhere. Yes, I'm not excusing Cyberpunk fans or anything like that, but it's just how it is. Um, So anyways, I'm like, this has nothing to do with death threats. They were not concerned about their well-being. They didn't give a fuck about that. This is all about management, about wanting to get that game out for Christmas and make as much money as possible because they knew all that money was going to come in and they were like bragging about last week. Last week, fucking last Friday, they were bragging about how in one day, in less than one day, they made their Cyberpunk original profit. So then all this bullshit happened. So I'm just like, it's just like keeps this, people keep posting this fucking meme about this is what happens when you you pressure uh, developers to make games get it out sooner. I'm like, no, we didn't. Yeah, okay, sure. Fan, it's it's delays are frustrating. Obviously, we we all hate delays. We want the thing True. that we look forward to as soon as possible. We all the, rationally understand and deep down, we'll be better off. And we know that when they get when a game comes out and it works fine. You know, I would as bad as I want God of War two. I don't want it today, at all. You know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to play the fucking game as soon as possible, but I I don't want that game today. I want it when it's done and ready to go. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, so just all that bullshit going on. That was driving me nuts. And, uh, so this happened. So this news came out on, on Friday, but this conversation happened on Wednesday where the developers had a uh, conference call with the uh, presidents and, 
everybody of uh, sorry, CD Projekt Red. Just right. about like the, um, the, the Jason Schreier wrote this article uh, about it. Um, so I don't know if I want to read that. It's, it's not super long. I can read through most of it, if not all of it. Uh, this is from him uh, on uh, Bloomberg.com. Uh, uh, Rebellion is in the, is in the air uh, at Polish video game p- publisher CD Projekt Red after the company's highly anticipated and thrice delayed latest title was released to skate reviews about glitches. And that's another thing before we move on. People, you know, oh, this is, you, know, you bitch about delays every time. Yeah, the game got delayed three times. They made the fucking date. Yeah, they did. They delayed it to September. They delayed it to fucking November. They delayed it to December. They didn't have to pick, fuck, they didn't have to say last E3 that the game's coming out in, in March or April, whatever it was. They didn't have to say that. They didn't have to put a date. They could have just said 2020 and then, oh, well, let's, let's actually have to slide back to 2021. You know, like we talked about, we, we were like, we both praised Halo or Microsoft last week for saying, hey, Halo's coming out t- fall 2021. You know, and that's awesome. That's good. I mean, it's, yeah. Like, and now people saying, have more of appreciation of Microsoft doing that after the whole incident yeah. here with now Cyberpunk. I mean, now we don't hear hardly anybody saying, that's a good "Oh, point. hey, Halo Infinite and stuff like that's going to be waiting for a year. That's too long." And all of a sudden, Cyberpunk comes out and it's in the broken mess of a state. And they're like, "Um, well, yeah, huh, huh, never mind." <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That was the first time a game just got delayed, and everybody just like reported the news, and that was it. And like, yeah. see, like for the most part, like I see, like I, like I've talked about, like negativity is pretty much mostly gone off of my social media pages. But it's like I still hear things, or you see retweets, or people like posting about people being shitty. And it's like I didn't True. see anything about like nobody complained about this fucking that game getting delayed to fall. Uh, that's funny. So maybe this will change everybody's mindset and everything. I don't know. So, uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, frustrated and angry staff fired. Questions at the board during an internal video uh, meeting Thursday. That, oh, so it was Thursday. I'm sorry. Open with management apologizing for the disastrous launch. According to two people who were uh, present, it was a fitting atmosphere for the company whose slogan plastered on posters all around its uh, Warsaw office is We Are Rebels. Uh, developers asked blunt questions about the company's reputation, the game's unrealistic deadlines, and the relentless overtime in the months and years leading up to the game's December 10 release. The meeting took place before uh, before the game got uh, pulled by uh, Sony, which we'll get to here in a minute. During the staff meeting, uh, CD Projekt's directors uh, said that they had come to an arrangement with Sony, but didn't offer specifics. Uh, in a Twitter post on Friday, the company said that following the discussion with, with PlayStation, they um, blah, 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 we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so a CD Projekt spokeswoman said the company wouldn't com- comment on, on the internal meeting discussions, but... Uh, uh, well, there was some shit I wanted to point out from this here. Oh, so the stock price dropped twelve percent after yeah. the game came out. Um, and then they went on about how like, um, basically, uh, management apologized, said they're taking the blame for it. Um, and then like, so some of the stuff coming out here is, uh, the, the developers, the staff endured multiple periods of extensive overtime, including mandatory six day weeks. They finished the game. Um, when asked about this crunch in the Q and A, the director said that they had plans to improve production practices in the future but didn't elaborate according to one person, person there which is kind of baffling when they said this two years ago that they were doing that exact same thing and obviously <laughs> didn't um one employee asked the board why it had said in january that the game was complete and playable when that wasn't true to which the board answered that it would take responsibility another developer asked whether c project red's uh, directors felt it was hypocritical uh, to make a game about corporate exploitation while expecting their employees to work overtime. Uh, the, resp- the response was vague and non-committal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that management needs to be fired. 
Yeah, some. I'm. I'm. That's why I'm wondering. Like, is someone gonna take a fucking? Uh, Someone's gonna have to take the fall. Who's who's falling on that sword? You know. Um, CEO. That's what I'm thinking. Well, there's four presidents there, so all uh, of them need to be fired. Yeah, I don't it, care who. All of them need to be fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, multiple. Uh, yeah, it, there needs to be someone. Either or they're gonna have to like, I. They need to take some pay cuts. Like do like the Nintendo thing where. Things were bad there for a while during the Wii U era, and they take some pay cuts. They did say, though, luckily that they were because uh, they have like a, uh, a guaranteed split with the with the profits of games with the developers, where they give it to them as bonuses, and also they get bonuses based off review scores, blah 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 blah. Why don't and we they, take away the the bonuses from the presidents and give them to all the so they they did hey, work out a, a deal with them where they're even though the reviews didn't the reviews obviously because the games were were you know the way they came out and it's not the developers' fault. Um, they they promise that the developers will still get those those bonuses for review scores and also hitting deadlines and that they will still uh, do the profit sharing as promised with them. Um, so yeah, uh, that was Wednesday. Uh, then Thursday night, uh, like it was kind of a quiet day. Thursday, I'm like, okay, it's just a little more, you know, whatever, a little aftershock still of the of what's going on. Uh, and then Thursday night. Sony puts up a tweet, PlayStation puts up a tweet that they pulled the game and that they're offering refunds to anybody that wants it, uh, bought it digitally, um, <laughs> which <laughs> mouth agape when I read that tweet and heard the news. Unprecedented. Yeah. I don't, what, how many games, I don't, I don't, how many often do games get pulled from the store? I know games get denied all the time. Um, games get denied, but the actual games YouTube being studios, pulled, but, um, unless, unless Tyler has something to do with licensing issues, yeah. games don't get pulled off the, the stores. Yeah. They don't get pulled off the digital storefront. And it's unprecedented that the Cyberpunk had caused that much stink that it has more... <laughs> that is actually like, uh, you know, actual like more like... Uh, shit flinged on it now that say what Fallout 76 or even No Man's Sky because you know you say what you will about both of those games Fallout 76 for its broken mess of a launch No Man's Sky for its pie in the sky ambitious launch that turned into a disaster but now years later actually went through and uh, redeemed itself somewhat they both never got pulled off the store (laughs) yeah right and that yeah it's it's crazy. It's just it's stunning to me. Uh, We're looking at the most epic launch failure of a game of all time. The only thing, the only thing that's gonna make it, you know, you know, even less than that is, for one, if this was a game that had released, say, ten, fifteen years ago, yeah, we would have, we would have never heard from this game again. We would have heard constant like type of bashing stuff like months leading up to it you know but uh or even afterwards i mean but in this day and age you know like this is honestly i kind of feel like this is our this is our thing our launch game you know the game that's launched it's more akin to say what et was i kind of compare it to et because that was the last game i can remember that had such a stink when it did launch because it was a movie tie-in game. It was supposed to be for like a holiday launch and stuff. That did terrible, but uh, the difference between that launch of that game and the launch here for Cyberpunk, 
months and months of stagnation in terms of like game releases, bad game releases from the Atari side led to the video game crash of like 83 yeah. in regards to ET and stuff. For Cyberpunk, this has been a casual buildup of this entire generation of like developers releasing their games on like almost like broken states and then expecting gamers to do this and that, you know, just accept this and do this and do that. And now we're at a point where we have a game that's actually launched that's a big enough, respectable developer at the time. Launch a game in a broken state that's totally and not even like deceivingly. They just went through and just stole a bunch of people's money that spent any type of like any type of like money in terms of buying their product knowingly. And them being honest about, hey, yeah, we just took $60 from you and we just sold you a game that's broken. You know, that in and of itself is why I would have kidded one of the worst gaming launches of all time. Yeah. Because that shit is bullshit, obviously. It's irredeemable in regards to what happened. And I totally feel sorry for the developers that went into the work of making this game. Because this is totally a mismanagement of, like, a mis... Like, uh, this is definitely mismanagement at the highest level. This is a cash grab opportunity where they were literally knew this game was broken. And even with this whole freaking, like, uh, the whole stock meeting, like the stock meeting stuff with the, their people and this and that, you know, they did not have any answers in regards to the fucking, like, for even the hypocrisy that they themselves were pitching a game. They were making a game of all this corporate shit, you know, how things are corrupt and this and that, you know, and then all of a sudden here they are doing almost the exact same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy on the, you know, it's a cash grab, but the value of the company dropped by a third or a billion dollars is what, is what the value of the company dropped <laughs> in, the, in the past week. When oh, this yeah. thing should have went up a billion, probably I don't know. I don't know how stocks work and all that, but you would have thought it would have been a big jump for them. Uh, it should have been. You know, the, they had eight, over eight million pre-orders. Uh, probably were going to easily be one of the highest-selling games of the year, um, and they just yeah bungled it. The, instead of waiting three, yeah. four more months, put this game out properly, they did this and destroyed the name. You know, of not destroyed, but incredibly hurt their, the their name reputation yeah and it's like you not to say I mean, not to say it's not redeemable i mean this is like i said this is probably is one of the worst gaming launches uh at least in in the modern era um but you know you look at we you know i was, I was so stupid i was getting like not really arguments but i was having discussions with people about like people are, like trying to compare it to anthem or destiny or uh no man's sky i'm like my point was like okay destiny and anthem those games worked. Yeah, they're like okay. The the connection issues were always. No, that's every uh, big game. Uh, every that's online game. That's big, like massive multiplayer, yeah. like online game. I mean, there are going to yeah. be connection issues in regards yeah. to any one of those games. But at least those games, even though portions of both of those launches were disappointing and lacked the initial content. Yeah. Even like say Marvel's Adventures, you know, I can compare that with like say Anthem and like with the original Destiny Two, where it's like, at least at their fundamental levels. They were presentable to where you could actually play them, yeah, without yeah. any type of major, terrible glitch or major terrible yeah. thing that's as obvious as what Cyberpunk's twenty seventy seven released in. Man, yeah, those games were content bare. They weren't, they weren't broken. Um, Anthem's just not a good game. 
Destiny, Vanilla Destiny, was an okay game. Uh, it was okay to disappointing, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but it's it was still a playable game. I had a fun, I had a fun time playing with all you guys. Um, it wasn't until this. like about maybe a year, year and a half or so after its launch, where it actually started to become somewhat interesting because the release of content, said like the House of Wolves, and then going into yeah. other DLC. Taken King but, was awesome. Taken King uh, was awesome. Yes, I do admit those yeah. two DLCs I did enjoy in the original Destiny. Yeah. So had all this going on. And, you know, I was having this discussion with people, and then we got to the No Man's Sky part of it. And I'm like, okay, these, I mean, to me, that's apple and oranges, where I'm like, yeah, No Man's Sky, terrible launch. But the game, I mean, there was bugs, and the game was wonky, blah, blah. But the main issue with the game was, yeah, the developers, the the, the one, I think, uh, Sean something, um, I think Sean Hayes, maybe, but I could be wrong. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he just said a bunch of stuff that just wasn't true. Or things that were probably that were planned coming, but they just weren't true. And he just sold a bag uh, of goods that he didn't have. He channeled his inner Peter Molyneux, and he lied through his teeth. Yeah, and but, now initially, but, but yeah. the game yeah. came out, and it was still the people still loved the game. I didn't like the game, but it just it wasn't my game. But the game came out, and it, yeah, there was bullshit and there was lies, and we we ran raked them through the coals like they deserved. Uh, but right. you look at it a year within a year, year and a half. A lot of the things they promised was there, and they keep right. adding stuff. It just won best ongoing game at the Game Awards. Like people, there's a huge community behind. It. People love that game, uh, and that game, yeah. Like, but the, the it was it was an issue of the things that they promised that weren't there. This is a game where they made a promise the game was done and it wasn't done. Oh uh, no, yeah, that's so true. that the big difference. So. I think I look at it like this, and uh, I talk about Jeff Grubb a lot. I, uh, I follow him on Twitter. I always like he's one of the people I go to uh, when I at the end of the day when I get home and I'm or sitting on the toilet and I, I go look at his tweets and stuff. He's he's I like you know he, he's he knows shit about about the gaming industry and uh, just uh, listen to him and reading his tweets and what he was saying about it were you know what. With 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 Sony pulling the the game off PlayStation stores, where it's like, basically, Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red, they try to like tr- turn it a little bit. Where like, oh, we're not the bad guys; they're the bad guys. They certified this game, and oh, yeah. they're 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 not gonna give you guys refunds, but we're gonna say you can get refunds, and then you guys will all be pissed off at PlayStation, which it kind of worked for about a day. Like I was pissed off at PlayStation. Yeah, I was pissed off at PlayStation Monday and a good chunk of Tuesday. And I was like, "Fuck! I'm stuck with this goddamn game. It's my fault." I, you know, pre-order. We always say, you know, don't pre-order games. Blah 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 blah. We all know that, but and I didn't. That, that's my fault. That's my fault. But, and I agree. I don't want you know that PlayStation. There, I don't like the refund policy. It needs to be better. But they in this case, they never really have had a refund policy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had I've had games get refunded and shit like that. Like, I, I games are pre-ordered and then like well, yeah, as it got closer cases. and I. Because as long as you don't play the game, you, you can get refunds. Uh, but, but concrete, yeah. they never really have had, like, say, a consistent refund policy, say, like, what a Steam has. Well, or no, they have with, a consistent one. It's just not a very good one where it's you can download True. the game, but you can't boot the game up. Right, right. And then at that point, you void it. As soon as you boot that game up, you void, the, you void any chance of a refund, uh, which sucks. But I feel like that's a different argument for a different time at this point. And it's just, but it was smart by CD Projekt Red where, like, hey, they, uh, you know, they, they they try to fuck with them and saying, hey, and people like they did in the investors call. They asked about, like, how did the game get released? How did that get certified by Xbox? 
and PlayStation in the state. And they talked about it. And this is something I talked about a couple uh, like last week, a couple weeks ago. And I've been, I've been listen, reading a lot of, and listening to people talk about this a lot. But the certification process where like a lot of bigger companies like an EA or Ubisoft or um, people like uh, or even like other comp- smaller companies. But they're uh, they're always good with their word. And hey, they have these bugs. And they're like, hey, we can't release this game in the state like PlayStation and Xbox. Well, come out. I mean, here's a list of things you guys need to fix this. Um, and then basically they can go in and say, Hey, we will promise to have this done uh, in a day one patch or, um, and like PlayStation, like, okay, well, based off your name or whatever, blah, 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 we will, we, we trust you to get that done. Um, so in this case with like the whole thing about, um, you know, the, the woman having the seizures, uh, all the bugs, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, they trusted the CD Projekt Red, which coming off of Witcher 3, hard not to, that game came out was, I mean, there were some bugs obviously, but all open worlds have bugs and they, True. they did a great job of patching it, fixing it, giving it all kinds of great DLCs so that like they're, they earned that right. I believe off of their name and what they did with Witcher three, excuse me, Witcher three. And, and I don't believe, I mean, maybe they should, then you can have the argument that maybe they shouldn't let games, you know, be certified at that state. Um, which is a whole, I also a whole different discussion, but you know, like they didn't, they didn't do it. It didn't work. I mean, they did nope. some of it. They did some of the stuff, but not nearly as any of the things that they said. Um, you know, the big one, obviously, the most important one about the seizure stuff, getting that fixed. I think that was the biggest thing. But um, you basically, like, you threw them under... You, you basically threw your partners under the bus with you. And on top of that, if there's a lawsuit that comes out of this, like I was saying earlier about the whole, like, th- those seizure things that, like, they're they're on the disc. You can't... right. You know, like I said, if you don't go on, you don't unsell those updates. Someone plays a game, someone has a seizure, or something bad happens to them, God forbid, or something, you know, or just in general, like there's a mass lawsuit. You basically just implemented PlayStation, Xbox by saying, "Hey, they said we can, put, they certified it, they said we can do it." So it's like you throttle them in the lawsuit. So you basically you you piss off your um your reviewers, you or your uh, your um not your reviewers, but your partners and the people that make it so your game makes money, and then on top of that. They, they, not so much, but they kind of like, you know, they, they fucked over, you know, the, the, the media and the reviewers out there, which you can have a whole argument whether or not you want to listen, you'd like the media, blah, blah, blah. but re- media reviewers, blah, blah, they are, they are important to, uh, for reviews. They are important for getting your name out there, your games out there, talking about your games, uh, for everything. Um, and you know, it's, you basically, you lied to them as well by saying, uh, by not telling them ahead of time about the fact there's no console uh, review codes coming out. Uh, you told right. them in, in the embargoes that they signed, because uh, it's kind of fascinating, like learning the behind the scenes stuff, the stuff I've always kind of wanted to know more about. And it's all about like when you, when you read the embargoes about what you can and can't talk about when you could talk about stuff. And then also like, Hey, you're going to see like every game has like this, like you're going to see these bugs. You might see these things, uh, but be, they will be fixed in day one patch. And they talked about that in the embargo that these people signed about how like, you're going to see a lot of stuff, but there's be a day one patch that's going to fix the majority of these issues. So people put this out, put this review out in good faith. And then all the reviews said, Hey, like uh, there's going to be a day one patch to fix some of these issues or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now there's egg on their face where it's like, well, fuck you. You promised us that you'd fix these things. So we, we glossed over them in a review for you. And now we look like assholes where it was just funny where a week ago, everybody was pissed off at them for not giving a game, the game a 10 out of 10 before they played it. And now, now people are pissed off at them for giving a nine out of ten, or a, or a three out of five, or a seven out of ten. It's baffling. This whole fucking thing is baffling. 
I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's even more baffling is like in the span of a week, Cyberpunk 2077 has not received not one, but two patches. The 1.04 patch, and most recently, from December 18th, like a few days ago, we received patch 1.05. And I am going to go ahead and read over the patch notes. It's a lengthy one, but I'll go through it as quickly as I can. So this is in regards to quests, the main missions, and even like some side quests. So here we go. It's like Jackie will no longer disappear in the pickup or the heist. Fix an issue preventing players from landing the helicopter in love like fire. Fixed an issue with Takamura not calling in, play it safe. It's no longer possible to trigger the same dialogue twice in Big of Japan. Fix an issue with Delamain appearing upside down at the end of Don't Lose Your Mind. Saul now correctly reaches the van in Riders of the, on the Storm. Fast traveling before the encounter with Tiger Claws no longer breaks progression in I Fought the Law. Fixed an issue blocking progress in Ghost Town if an autosave made upon Wrath and Shiv's arrival was loaded. Fixed an issue with not receiving new calls or messages in Happy Together. Failed as a result of combat. Elizabeth Paralaz stops being excessively insistent with her cars with her calls after her job offer is refused. The scene with Misty and Jackie now starts properly after leaving Victor's clinic. Wakako's dialogue no longer gets blocked after finish after finishing Search and Destroy. Walking away from Stefan and Sweet Dreams shouldn't prevent other characters from calling you anymore. Brick's detonator should now be properly interactable for players to disarm or set off. Your call. Elevator doors should now correctly open in the heist. Saul now correctly gets out of cars in Riders of the Storm. Fix an issue with not receiving new calls or messages after running too far away from Frank in War Pigs. Jackie now correctly leaves the factory after the, the combat is finished in the pickup. Fix an issue with Militech reinforcements not spawning and driving through the gate. Too fast and forward to death. Skipping time on the club in violence no longer results in issues with progression. Fixed issues with starting a gig getting warmer. Fix an issue with not receiving new calls or messages after Pyramid Song has been abandoned midway. Fix an issue whereby Delamain Core could be already broken when player enters the core room in Don't Lose Your Mind. Fixed issues with Delamain not appearing or doing nothing outside of outside the afterlife in the heist. Fix an issue with objective getting stuck on Talk to Victor in the Ripper Dock. So that's an earlier mission inside the game. Let's see. Fixed an issue whereby it was impossible to talk to the bouncer in front of Lizzie's in the information. Well, what's kind of interesting is that's the current mission I'm on. Hmm. So I'm right in front of that bar with Lizzie's. So let's see. Added description for Don't Lose Your Mind in the Journal. Fixed an issue preventing players from saving using fast travels and talking to other NPCs after reloading a save with an active call with Frank in Warpigs. Fixed an issue with like Panam, not calling about any other matter until All Fly Away is completed. Fixed an issue with Dum Dum following V after the pickup is finished. Now, now this has to do with gameplay from this patch. Improved the reaction times of NPCs taking cover. Corrected the number of shots needed to kill civilians from <laughs> a distance while in combat. Okay, this these two, these gameplay ones, should have been... From the get-go. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. 
Now let's go into the meat and potatoes of this. This is a visual aspect. So fixed an issue with Delamain's image displayed on top of the current caller during phone calls. <laughs> I've seen that v, one. Dude, V's mouth doesn't stay open after entering the space lock in Where Is My Mind? Okay. Fix some UI overlap issues. V appears more modest in the inventory preview after the half-year montage, winky face. Oh, Meaning his, his dick doesn't hang out through his pants? Yep. Okay. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is insinuating here. NPCs are faster to appear in the quest arena during Stadium Love. Added some warmth to HDR, although they don't that. clarify what, how much warmth or what type of warmth they did add to is HDR. It more, is it like redder? I don't like. like I is don't it more know. red? Does it feel like more of a haze? I mean, what the fuck? Like Fixed like T posing NPCs and suspected organized crime activity. Just say no and gig hot merchandise. So T posing definitely was a major issue. I, I saw a lot of that playing the game. Yeah. Fixed an issue whereby after a brain dance, it was possible to be struck. To be, no, to be stuck in third-person view with no head. <laughs> Silencer icons are no longer developed, are no longer displayed with no image in the inventory. Okay, so for UI, fix an issue with weapon crosshair persisting on screen. The inventory menu no longer closes immediately after opening it for the first time after leaving a car. So basically, yeah, you leave a car, you try to open the inventory, and the thing would not close. <laughs> Damn. Fixed an issue whereby, upon accessing a fast travel terminal, the button shown on the top right corner prompting to open the quest journal would not work. So here's performance and stability. Yeah, this keeps going. Multiple stability improvements, including crash fixes. Miscellaneous, off-screen explosions make noise now. <laughs> now this, this is more PC-specific. Optimized default core slash thread utilization for 4-core and 6-core AMD Ryzen processors, 8-core, 12-core, and 16-core processors remain unchanged and behaving as intended. So, meaning that probably was underpowered or some shit, or mm -hmm. they weren't used fully with their potential. This change was implemented in cooperation with AMD and based on tests on both sides, indicating that performance improvements occur only on CPUs with 6-cores and less. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> I should have read through that one. <laughs> Fixed an issue with the way raw input is collected. Remove the use of AVX instruction set. Like, uh, thus, fixing crashes occurring at the end of the prologue on processors not supporting AVX. Remove the debug console to prevent functions that could lead to crashes or blocked quests. This doesn't mean we don't want to support the modding community. Stay tuned for more info on that. So basically, they took out the menu where people that wanted to go through and mod this game to hell, they don't have access to it. So already, that's pissed off a bunch of PC fans of this game. Let's see, what do we got here? And I'm getting into the console-specific ones in a minute, just got a few more here. Ray-traced reflections should no longer seem bright, too bright in comparison to the environment. Fixed an issue with, st with Steam Overlay Crash on Game Shutdown. Remove the memory... Pool budgets.csv file, which was not connected with the final version of the game and had no influence on it. It was a leftover file used during the development to estimate memory usage. It had no effect on how much memory was actually advocated or allocated, actually. Perceived performance increased after editing the file may have been related to restarting the game. So now we're in the console specific stuff. Mm. So the main 
meat and the potatoes of what I was looking into this past week. Improved image sharpness with chromatic aberration and film grain on, because both have been notorious of not working correctly. As a matter of fact, I turned off both of those to make the game look better for me <laughs> on my PS4 Pro and turned off the HDR because it was too blurry. <laughs> Settings should no longer reset no longer reset to default after several game session restarts. Okay. Fixed visual issues occurring during the transition between the heist and love like fire. Corrected the look of several vehicles. Now this is Xbox here. Entering combat while sip synaptic like synaptic accelerator is active no longer ends in player health bar not being displayed. Also on Xbox, game no longer becomes unresponsive with signing out from a profile when the controller disconnection message is visible. That's some fucking basic shit here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's some basic shit. Okay, now we got two more. Two more. And that'll be it. Tele telemetry. Telemetry? Consent request will appear once more due to an earlier issue with settings reset. Fixed an issue whereby it was possible to fall down the elevator shaft huh. in Mega Building H8 in Automatic Love. All in all, this is over 70 fixes. They did in one patch, 1.05. This game should have never released on its release date. Yeah. It should have been automatically delayed a few months. In my honest opinion... The PC, they should have went out and said, hey, the PC version is coming out first. Why? Because, obviously, that's the port, that's the version where people are having the most success on. Granted, there's issues, there's glitches, but other than that, on consoles, as I just went through and read off a bunch of the things they had to fix, not just on, in general, across all the versions, including the PC... But the console versions were so badly, like, optimized that, oh god, this is some elementary shit that they had to go through and work on, even with, like, the base Xbox version, that this game would have made more sense if you delayed the console version, say, until, like, February, you know, and then have the PC version first. That and just skip all this ridiculousness. That could have been the best option for them. But no. CD Projekt Red, their management, their fucking, like, crazy-ass management decided to go forth and release it before Christmas. And now we have ourselves the most chaotic, the most silliest, the most disappointing Piece of shit on top of a 2020 shit Sunday. This is the cherry on top as far as gaming. And in my personal opinion, we as gamers, we have endured a lot this console generation. Through a lot of mismanagement, not only for glitches and all this type of shit. Microtransactions, loot boxes, games not working at launch, games being complete disappointments and stuff. And what kind of, what really amazes me is that gamers stood up and said, this is the fucking last straw. This is a game that was released that was broken from the get-go. We want our money back, and we're going to fucking take charge with this. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. And man, I'll tell you what. CD Projekt Red should be held accountable the same as with Electronic Arts, 
as same as Ubisoft, as same as any other company that tried to release a broken piece of shit like this. And honestly, if you're defending this company even after all this shit, you know, saying this is going to... It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you at this point in time? Granted, I personally will keep my copy of Cyberpunk 2077. I'm not giving them a chance. I want to play this game when the patches come out. Because if this game is not improved by all these major patches going on for it, I am never buying another game from CD Projekt Red. This is a clear robbery. This is a clear robbery on every fan that's been a, that's been supporting CD Projekt Red. They were promised from the initial get-go from this company back in 2012 that this game was going to be one of the best games that they've ever done. Quintessentially. The Witcher 3, they've earned a lot of respect. With this game, they earned a lot of hype. They've knowingly showed the PC version only. They did not allow people, not even like YouTubers, to showcase any of the console stuff. Not even allowed them to talk about it. Not even like a day before the launch. That's automatically a red flag with any other company, but people swept it on the carpet because of CD Projekt Red. Well, guess what? Now the shit's hit the fan. Now... The developers that worked so hard into developing this game, you know, you can tell the quality is inside of the details inside of this game. That's the most disappointing part. If this game was, you know, delayed like a full-on year, another full-on year, or any types of that stuff, from, say, when it was first delayed, you know, like, what, January of 2020 or whatsoever? What was it? It was, um, it was originally, I think... April 24th and it was delayed to like September 10th and then it was uh, uh, November 21st and then December 10th. Now you see if they would have announced in April this game needed another year to work in the oven and this is the reasons why and they listed out every bit of reasons we wouldn't be having this talk right now. We would be humbly excited and waiting for Cyberpunk 2077 to release in April 2022. No one would have had like any issues with it if they were open enough front and because they systematically this management lied through their teeth to every single one of the gamers that were looking forward to this including even the mainstream gaming media which hell they've had their own fucking faults in the most recent year and a half i mean i'm sorry i mean i don't trust a lot of them and for good reasons but this is the type of shit that is irredeemable even for like a common stand. People call EA one of the worst companies inside of like gaming and stuff. The way CD Projekt Red went about this in terms of their management, in my honest opinion, makes them worse than Electronic Arts. Makes them worse than Ubisoft and their bad day. Makes them worse than fucking Activism, Activision Blizzard sucking all their gamers dry. So it's like, that's basically my rant for this fucking week. And I gotta admit, man, it's like, it feels good to get that off my back, man. I mean, I know 2020's been one of those years and stuff where all of us in general have had a pretty shitty time. All of us have our own good stuff. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what's a good thing about this year. And that is systematically releasing where releasing is due and calling shit on what shit is. CD Projekt Red, you fucked up. I want this game to be the best version of it can because if you don't, I am going to fucking shove this game so far up your goddamn ass. You're going to be coughing up fucking Witcher 4. Hopefully hopefully that Witcher 4 works though once once they cough it up. 
That'd be great. And that's what's sad is like, you know, it's like a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people consider Witcher 4 one of the best games of all time. Maybe like a lot of people consider it the one of the games, best games of generation. Now it's like, who would have thought, you know, that they're looking at like when they go, when they start talking about assuming Witcher 4 is their next game, it's like no one's going to trust them. No, there's no reason to trust them now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No reason to trust them. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, <sighs> fucking nuts, man. It, <laughs> I don't. I don't mean. I mean, we've basically spent a whole hour, <laughs> episode four hundred, us bitching about uh, um, cyberpunk for an hour. I mean, but uh, if anybody deserves it, it's them. But it's 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 funny where it's like I, this is what I talked about last week. Where I'm like, imagine. I mean, this is fucking Sunday before all the bullshit that happened this week. It's like, imagine yeah. if, then I said, what, imagine if this was fucking uh, uh, Ubisoft or this was EA. We would be oh. losing our fucking minds. And this was last Sunday. Because we, the thing about it is we've come to expect that from those companies. Yeah. We did not come to expect this from CD Projekt Red. And that was, in our part, like, we should have known better. <laughs> Any I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't should have done that should, shit. Yeah, I don't necessarily <laughs> think we should know better. I mean, but. I still think they have like the mentality of like the little, the little train that could or whatever you want, to, whatever the the story is, um, where it's just, you know, they're like they're they. I still think that they look at themselves as that little company that everybody loves, and they make all these great AAA games, and they do really well. And it's just like that. I mean, yeah, maybe when Witcher Two came out, you were that, but right. it's like now it's like a lot of there's a lot of companies out there that are technically um, indie. You're not part of a big corporation, but they're a big corporation themselves, and you're a big fucking corporation. Um, you know, especially after oh, Witcher Three, you kind of you are no longer the little engine that could. The little engine that could. That's what it was. Um, but what I'll say, but what I'll say in closing, it only takes one bad apple to spoil the bunch. Yep. One shit-filled, glitch-filled, mission-breaking, save-deleting apple in order to spoil the gamer tree. Yeah. And I mean, it, you look at it took three fantastic Witcher games to get them to this point, and then it took one mm-hmm. Cyberpunk to destroy them. So not yep. destroy them, but you know what I mean, like, but to bring well, them down, get them down to square one. Yeah, yeah, like they're gonna have to. I mean, they're gonna have to work harder than they were before, and I, I hope the, the they take good care of those devs because they uh, deserve it. And it's it's too bad. Absolutely, they deserve eight it. nine years of hard work, and it comes out, and it because of one because of management's mismanagement shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and cost them money instead of making money. So, uh, an hour in, I didn't plan on spending an hour talking about Cyberpunk, but there, there it is. Um, but one of my favorite things to talk about every week, Gables, or every month, you know what that is? It's the MPDs, buddy. Oh yeah, they are here. Um, and uh, November, pretty great fucking month. Uh, one of the, uh, I believe it's one of the highest spending months ever. Uh, oh, highest spending November ever uh, in MPD history for video games. Um, wow. Not, I mean, you have two new consoles. Uh, pan- I mean, every it seems like every month they're breaking records, and now you have the pandemic. Uh, more people are spending more money on video games than ever because they don't have money to spend. They don't have anywhere else to spend that money for the most part. Um, and then you know a lot of big games coming out this month. November was a pretty good month for video games. Um, you know, now I mean, I think it really November was a really great month once once Cyberpunk got delayed out of it. Um, so going from the top, for going with the top twenty here, so number twenty, we have Ghost of Tsushima. 
19, Mortal Kombat 11, 18, Marvel's Avengers, 17, Smash Bros. Ultimate, 16, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, 15, Luigi's Mansion 3, 14, Super Mario Bros. Deluxe, uh, 13, Just Dance 2021, 12, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, 11, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, wait, I gotta stop one second, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, there are 6 games between 11 and 17 there are Switch games, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, number 10, Demon Souls. Number 9, FIFA 21. Number 8, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. 7, Watch Dogs Legion. 6, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. 5, NBA 2K21. 4, Madden NFL 21. And then the top 3 are all brand new games for this month, uh, or for last month. Number uh, number 3 is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, number 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And number 1, Black Ops Cold War. No surprise. So uh, it's also setting the record for... Uh, Call of Duty has the, now officially has the record for um, thirteen different uh, thirteen times a game in a franchise launches in the month. The month that they launch is number one in NPDs. So wow. for uh, basically thirteen Novembers in a row, uh, except for that one year where they came out in October to avoid Red Dead Redemption Two, they have been number one uh, that month. Uh, so uh, pretty incredible. Uh, also, the uh, Switch broke the record for most consecutive months on the. Uh, Top of the leaderboard for console sells uh, for 24 straight months, breaking the record of the Wii originally. I believe that was from like right around not too long after it launched. The Wii launched to like I think it was around halt like right after the holiday season of like 2009. I want to say 2010. They were from I think it was like it was like August 2008 maybe because that's when Mario Kart Wii released. I think. Well, I think that's when it started becoming a little more readily available too. Was in that 08 era. So I believe it was like. Late 07 to like late 07, early 08 to two years from that time point is when they that that stretch went on. Then the 360 came in and took over. Uh, but pretty good month, I gotta say. Um, pretty incredible looking at like cool seeing Demon Souls at number 10. Um, being that being a I believe the only PS5 only game you can buy that's exclusive to the PlayStation. Uh, being there, that's mm. awesome to see. Yeah. Um, Look at Hyrule Warriors. I don't love. I I thought it's a good game. Overstays welcome. I went on a whole thing about it uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, but nice seeing that number six. And I remember they talked about uh, the first weekend it was out because came out on a Friday. They sold over three million copies, already being the highest selling Musou game uh, ever for them. Uh, and I'm sure no it's surprise. only going to do even better. Uh, it's probably. I mean, who knows where it's at now? But I'm sure it's doing better off. Well, way better now. Uh, Cold uh, Black Ops Cold War is already the highest selling game in 2020. Uh, in 2020. Uh, in just the first couple weeks on the uh, on the market, I think it was it came out. I want to say like the eleventh. No, it came out the thirteenth. So yeah, and just basically three weeks, it already became the highest selling game of the year. Already sur- in surpassing. Um, what's funny? Number the number two highest selling game of twenty twenty is Modern Warfare, <laughs> and the number three <laughs> highest selling game of the year uh, is Animal Crossing. Um, well, there you so. go. That tells you that I mean, Animal Crossing we know is in the twenties and like, the twenty-five million range. So that tells you that Black Ops Cold War already sold probably close to thirty million copies. Uh, yeah. So that's insane how much money those, those fucking games are making. Uh, yeah, I mean, Miles Morales be number three. That's awesome. It's already the second highest selling uh, uh, PlayStation game of all of uh, or second best console launch uh, or sorry second best launch for a PlayStation game. Uh, ever, uh, wow! Just behind Spider-Man, um, I, <laughs> yeah, just behind Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, so the original Spider-Man and Miles Morales 
are the two fastest selling games like that first. I think it's like, I don't know what it goes by if it goes by the first month or, or it goes by like the weekend or the week or whatever, but they said that's the, it's already the second fastest selling um, of all time for them. Um, but I don't know. I mean, look at the rest of it. I mean, it's pretty incredible seeing all these. I mean, it makes sense though with the, the Switch being two years or two years straight now being the highest selling console. Uh, you have what I, what I said, six games between 11 and 17. Uh, you got to imagine a lot of the Just Dance 2021 uh, is at 13. That is actually the highest selling Just Dance game of all time already wow. for them. And that game is a game that's primarily played on, on Nintendo consoles. So um, I'm, I <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they, no, they stopped making it for the Wii. I, think, I believe last year but they stopped making it for the Wii and the Wii U. Okay, okay, uh, okay. That's right, that's right. But yeah, I mean, uh, you look at... But, you know, it's kind of what you expect. Uh, but, you know, games are killing it. That's awesome. Um, happy to see Luigi's Mansion 3 in there. It's a, it's a really great game. One of, the be- one of the best games in the Switch that I feel it's kind of get, it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But oh, yeah. there's a lot of good games in that Switch. Um, I don't know, Gables, what do you think of that list? Well, okay, so starting things off, you know, there's no surprise. You know, Call of Duty was going to be number one in this yeah. regards. I mean, hell, every time it does release, it usually is the top of the NPDs, especially during the month of release. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, no surprise. Spider-Man Miles Morales, I do love the fact that uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is getting good reception. That game, you know, well-deserved. I haven't yet played it, but I've seen all sorts of various, like, fun gameplay videos, the 4K videos on YouTube. They make it look so fucking cool. I'm surprised to see Madden NFL 21 sell so high. You know, I thought it would be inside the uh, lower lower part of the top 10s, you know, maybe like, say, 11. But at the same time, it's a new console. People want to buy the new sports games on the new consoles to see how pretty they look. So it's like Madden NFL 21, then NBA 2K21, you know, like right on cue. I got to admit, though, the NBA models for the PS5 and the Series X version and stuff, I got to admit, man, when they revealed it, it's like... I saw my guys of the Gold State Warriors. I see Stephon Curry. I see Clay Thompson. They both look almost identical to their fucking real life counterparts. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, if only that game wasn't just Greed City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Hyrule Warriors, I'm actually kind of surprised that's in the top 10, right? For like November. I mean, yeah, it's the best selling Muso game inside of that yeah. whole well, archetype. But... Being, being pushed as like the prequel to Breath of the Wild. And then yeah. it's the big, big holiday game for. Um, switch. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm definitely surprised how well it's doing. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm. I'm not stunned. It's in the top ten. But speaking of Breath of the Wild, there is nowhere inside of this top twenty where Breath of the Wild is in here. Yeah, I, that yeah. actually surprises me. Mm, yeah. But I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I guess I didn't really think about that. But I mean, I, there's been so many big games that come out since then that doesn't. Right. Me. I, I mean, who knows? Once, maybe December. That's. I'm curious how December is going to look like. I'm, I'm really, especially with Cyberpunk. I'm like, is it going to is it going to include refunds or is this going to include hey, initial sales? Um, Possibly. Well, because I also I was going to say real fast. I'm sorry. Okay. I did. Uh, I, requ- I requested a refund from PlayStation. I'm just waiting on it. So. We're okay. Going. Hey, man. No problem. <laughs> but. Uh... Yeah, other than that, you know, Demon Souls, I'm glad this game is selling good. I mean, $70 is too rich for my blood for one game. <laughs> but uh, still, there are a bunch of people that bought the game. They're really enjoying it. I watched a video on from The Completionist. 
in regards to how the game played, how the, pretty much how his experience went while completing the game. From his opinion, he said it was like the easiest in terms of the Dark Souls, hmm. you know, style games that uh, have released. You know, even easier than say like the PlayStation Three version that had some that had some things, and it does include. I'm not too sure if we ever mentioned this like uh, during the initial thing though, but uh, not at least not during the recording. I don't think about that secret room and all that that armor yep. and stuff for uh, yep. Demon Souls. It's more like. It's more of akin to say like a social status sort of thing. Like, hey, yeah, this is this is what I did. You know, I searched everything in this and I got this armor. You know, it's sort of similar to how some I akin it to like how when you play World of Warcraft and there's like a specific mount back in the day that you wanted and you grind it for like hours and days and maybe even some rare occasions years and you get this mount after so long and it's like this is my badge status. <laughs> but. Uh... I'm glad Luigi's Mansion 3 is still up here. I mean, no surprise with all the other Nintendo games. Ghost of Tsushima, number 20, still. And that game released back in June? I want to say uh, July? July. July, yes. Five months later, it's still hanging on there. Yeah. Like the, the top 20 inside of MPDs. Yep. As a matter of fact, it has a permanent price reduction, I think. Oh, really? It was like 40 bucks Well. Now? I'm not. I'm not sure if it's a permanent price reduction, which I don't quote me on this. I've only managed to go inside my local Walmart, and I saw Ghost of Tsushima like decreased down to forty dollars, as well as Final Fantasy VII remake forty dollars. So, for anybody, if they go inside the brick and mortar stores, if they're able to go through WalMarts and Targets, just double check. If you don't have those games already, I would definitely recommend Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, they just definitely have... a great quality game, great combat, and the freaking. DLC stuff, yeah. the whole raid stuff is supposed to be pretty damn stellar. Yeah, I almost, I really want to go back and check the game out because I've heard it's pretty sweet and it's all free. So, yeah, yeah, I'm happy the game is. Hold on, it's a, it's, it's a really good game. That's just kind of, it's been a really great year for games. It's kind of sad it goes out. We're going on a whimper with, uh, with Cyberpunk, but it just kind of makes sense for the, uh, um, the year, you know. Yeah, how things go, um, but uh. Yeah, it's been a really great year, and I feel like kind of Ghost kind of got lost in that shuffle there, you know, uh, of pretty big games that came out this year, and really great games that came out this year. Uh, but speaking of all the great games we've been playing this year, Gables, next week, you and me, we are making our top ten list, and we're going to reveal it on the air to each other. Um, oh, yeah. Just like our dicks through our pants in Cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, prepare for that. Next week, we're going to uh, we're gonna work on our... I've, I've, a couple weeks ago, I sat down and kind of, I haven't put anything in order yet, but I kind of wrote down, um, got to start on my top 10 list. So, uh, going to work on that sometime this week when I find the time and try to knock it out and kind of get some shit together on that. But, uh, yeah, it's my favorite uh, recording session of the year. Um, it's so definitely it's, an awesome recording session too, because we get to learn a lot about our gaming yeah. during the year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's a good time. So um, it also gives us a, it gives us a week off gables. So oh yeah, to, it does. Uh, gives us a a weekend night back so we can watch football, play some video games, watch porn, mm-hmm. whatever it is that we want to do. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, should be fun. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Episode four hundred sucks. It wasn't a positive one, but I feel like we we brought the energy uh, that I didn't think I had, but I had it um, for this. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. You know, it's been seven and a half years uh, hitting episode 400. It's a big deal for us. It's oh, always yeah. fun to hit these uh, new double zero numbers. 
um you know it's all it's it's bigger and better you know every every time i think uh so yeah it's been a wow i mean i think this might be the shortest episode we've done in a long time yeah it has (laughs) we've gone on episodes where i'm like we have nothing and we turn it into like 90 minutes of just bullshit and like this week i'm like I got a lot, but I mean, we can spend. We're gonna. I think we're. I, I remember we're gonna spend a decent time with Cyberpunk. I did not realize oh, yeah. we we're gonna spend uh, almost an hour on Cyberpunk, but uh, deservedly. If anybody deserved an hour rant uh, about being a piece of shit for a video game, Cyberpunk is that. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, we do have. The, we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Twitch. All those places, anywhere you go to listen to podcasts, uh, anytime I, I'm able to upload them onto new places, I do. Uh, so I would appreciate it if you go to all those places, leave reviews. Even if you just listen to us on one app, just subscribe to us on the other ones. We really would appreciate it. Um, give us a big thumbs up, leave comments, leave reviews, positive ones preferably. Uh, share, share is the biggest one. Do all those things. We really appreciate if you did all that for us. Um, yeah, but I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun time. A big old Merry Christmas to those who celebrate Christmas. Happy holidays. And most important of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Thank you, Gables. Yep. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.